Welcome to Easy Brew Routine. Today, before we start the podcast, we want to talk about the Outback Bull Performance Tour. Experience a performance tour of a lifetime with the Just for Kicks Outback Bull Tour. Dance in front of 60,000 fans at the Outback Bowl in Tampa, Florida. Join us on trips to Disney World, Clearwater Beach, Busch Gardens, and so much more. Learn more at justforkicks.com. Now, to the podcast. We are getting into competition season and a lot of people ask, what do you focus on before you go to compete? So cleaning your routines is is pivotal to doing well at your event. So here's some things that I do. Number one, really be extremely detailed and picky. Every single um, you know how at home everything should have a place and everything in its place. It's the same thing with your dancers. Their head should be a specific direction. Their hands should be a specific way. Their feet should be a specific way. And I really notice this when I'm down at the bowl game and we have teams from all over that, that I feel it's very important that the kids have need to be taught well. You can see certain teams that are very disciplined in terms of where they put their feet. Like, are their feet together? I probably say, close your feet, close your feet a hundred times during ball week. Think about how they stand. Their shoulders should be back. I always say dance from, you know, your, it's called your decliche, but lift at that direction, lift up, chins up, heads up. And when you're when you're cleaning and coaching your kids, you need you need to avoid saying some of you need to. You need to say, you know, Jada fix this, uh, Quinn fix that, rather than say some of you need to, because certain kids will be paranoid and think it's them, and other kids that you want to be hearing you aren't lifting, listening. Um, think about habits. They need to get into the good habits. So don't let bad habits form. And that really is important with younger dancers and, you know, just something like spotting or bending the knees on kicks. You really have to watch it when they're learning and point it out or it becomes a very bad habit. So I I always tell my kids, you need to hit the floor hard every time. And you need to have the the discipline of boring habits. And by that, I mean you do it the same every time when you hit the floor. Uh, remember that dance is imitation. And think about this as a coach. Are you worthy of being imitated? Well, at this point in my life, I'm, I'm, hope, I'm not being imitated, but I need my assistants to really do it full out. I need them to do it technically correct because the kids are copying what you do more than what you say. So make sure that you are doing it correctly. You know, you can always see certain kids from a certain team because they do it the way their coach does it. So you really need to watch that you're doing things. Um, you know, I, I always tell my teachers, if you want it at you know, like 100%, you need to do it at about 200% so that they understand how great you want it. Some some um, coaches settle and they don't, you know, by settling, I mean, they're not picky enough. 
you've got to constantly be talking. I know once I was watching someone drill a team at one of our TWDs and they just let the music run. And at the end they went really good. And I was sitting going, no, it wasn't. They needed to stop it a hundred times. So don't just let the music run and settle. You've got to pick it apart and, and make sure that you're being really closely paying attention to the details. Think about this. Are you competitive enough? And that is something to really think about. There's, there's, people who are too competitive, and there are coaches who are not competitive enough. So just remember, if they don't look good, you don't look good. You know, it, it shows what you're teaching. And I say that I say that with a grain of salt, because we've all had classes that you're never going to get to look the way that you want them to look. But the standard of what you produce in your program needs to be a great look. So Here's one thing I hear often from coaches, and I, I myself have the same issue. You clean, 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 and you go over it, and the next day you come back, and it's like, did we even do that yesterday? So I think that repeti- repetition until they cannot make a mistake on it is what you need to do. Oftentimes they can do, okay, so like say you clean 10 measures in the dance and it looks really super. You put it all back together and it just goes south. That might be cardio. They can do it individually, but they can't sustain it the whole way. So that's something to think about. Sometimes it's just that you need to repeat it more, repeat it more. I will also say when you're teaching, be detailed when you're teaching so they learn it right. It's very hard to go back and go, oh, do a head on these kicks right now or you know, do this tighter, learn it tight, learn it the way you want it. So, you know, you're going over it over and over and over it. So if they can't do energy and faces and smiles and facials, I really feel you have to say, you guys, this is part of our score sheet. I would not allow you not to do turns in a jazz routine. I would not allow you not to do kicks in a kick routine. I would not allow you not to do your palm drill moves in a palm routine. So make sure that you are requiring that they dance with energy and a fate and a great face. Very important. So sometimes I have them go role play and pretend there's someone else. You know, um, think about act, an actor. They're not someone's playing a part of a really mean person. They're not really mean, but they need to learn to play that part. And if this person on your team is really shy and they're not willing to go outside their comfort zone, they have to get over that and learn how to do it. So sometimes to get the faces and facials better, we will stand face-to-face with another individual, like our twin on the other side, and we will do the faces for each other. So strong movements. I think this is something, like I just watched a class last night at our studio, and I just said, you guys, you need more force of moves. So if you can say it to them, like reach through peanut butter or you know, reach through thick cement that's drying and you have to push through it. Um, as hard as you move your arms, you, you have to think, how hard can I move my arms? Now, I've heard that some palm teams will practice with one-pound weights or wrist weights that are one-pound Use words like engaged, and you need stopping points to make things look crisp. 
when it comes to strength of arm movements, just think about showing them someone they can look up to. Now, for me, if I have a team that's not doing well with tightness, I like to show them, you know, Ohio State or University of Minnesota doing their palm routine because they're so solid and hard. Or one of those teams, some of those top collegiate teams or a high school team will let your dancers see what you're asking them to do. And you put that video on and immediately they start trying harder. So that wouldn't be something you do once in a while. You could add that here and there once a week, you know, to show them how hard you want them to do it. Use words like engaged and um, shortest distance. You want to take out the slack and not add any extra, I call it the extra oomph. Like sometimes when people are... Um, going to do a clean or a slap, they kind of have that extra movement going out and going down. You want to take out the slack. Think about when you do a clean or a slap, whatever you call it in your area, that it sticks and it doesn't reverberate afterward. So when you're watching your kids do a routine, your team, think about that your mouth should never stop moving. You're you're yelling stuff out and giving ideas the whole time. I also oftentimes will have my manager standing next to me and go, write down this, write down that. Because when they are um, done, you will always always forget what you just worked on. And remember to go crazy for them. Go nuts for them, and they're going to try a lot harder if you do that. So thinking also about height lines can really make a difference in your routines if you're able to have a correct height line. Try to train your eye to see all the body, you know, what you're watching. Try to blur back and see if you can find somebody not exactly on the beat. So timing becomes a big thing when it comes to kicks and turns. So I like to film and then do it slow-mo so I can find out who's off. And let's see, I'm just going to go through, you know, isolating counts. Like when you are, I'm kind of backing up a little bit because I found another list to talk about here. But when you are um, cleaning and you go measure by measure, you need to isolate each count so that every, you know, here's where the head is, here's where the arm is, here's where the foot is. And so, you know, sometimes we'll do five, six. You know, if you're doing one, two, three, four, and you've cleaned that, then we will add on five, six and do it over and over until that measure gets really good. Sometimes when I watch teams, it's their heads that are not clean enough. So you need to choreograph your head in on everything, but also remember that it has to return back at a really strength. Like on kicks, are you doing it on the preps or are you doing it on the kick? And are all the heads coming back together? Good tip to get the heads together is group your kid kids really small into kind of like a little tight unit. And use your arms to pretend you're kicking and just watch their heads when they're in close because you can pick up the offishness. Doing half sides is really helpful at this time of year because you can have each dancer have a twin. Yes, bring your phone to practice and bring it in and and film them so that you can see what you, what they're doing. And then they can go home and watch it. They should praise each other, give them things they've done well. And it's a great time for vets to maybe show off during the half sides. And I find my kids try 100% harder when it's half sides than when it's the whole team. Music speed is something you should watch for. If you look sloppy and offish, it might be that your music is too slow. And if it's too fast, your kicks won't be able to keep up or turns or whatever it is. Remember, if something's not looking good, change it. 
I had a little saying here that the only people that don't resist change are babies with wet diapers. Kids sometimes hate to change things, but that's what's going to make you better. So it just has to become a norm on your team that you change things if they're not working. Little things make big differences. So watch basics like running, connections. When you're connected in a kick line, your connection when you get there is huge and when you unconnect is huge. So the act of unconnecting your arms, you have to add a spaz with your head and make it be a big deal that it just doesn't melt away, it slams away. When you're cleaning turns, one thing that helps for me is to have the kids, well, I do this when they're practicing, but yell the spots because, um, and if your turns are off, it's usually either on the prep or if you're doing all cones, it's when they pull in for the pirouette or how they pull in for the pirouette. So uh, make sure that you're you're watching all those details. Also with turns, if you get them in a file, you can see who's off and film the file. It's the quickest way to fix that. Directional changes are huge. So many teams don't make a big deal about changing directions. So like if you're going to turn to the right, the shoulders, the head, the hips, all should turn really intentionally how you're doing what you're doing. Think about all your transitions as you got to beef up your transitions. Like if you're going from a circle to a square, you got to make it a big deal. Most teams shut down there. And you also have to make your kids know that critiquing is essential. So you have to make it like pretend you're part of a machine and I am just trying to get all the cogs and wheels and and machinery to work together. So I'm not saying, oh, you know, when, sometimes I think they think you're after them, after them, but we're just trying to get us all doing it the same way. So avoid negative words, use positive words. Everything can be said in a positive way. And if you do hurt someone's feelings, and that happens, I mean, I just had it happen yesterday. I went and talked to her afterwards and said, you know, I'm not, I had to move a person from a spot because she was turning up front and she had a little technique problem on this one turn. And I go, you know what? We're just trying to win. And I'm, I think you do better when you're behind someone. So, and she shook her head and said, yeah. And, you know, so, you know, you do, you do have to apologize if you've hurt feelings or reassure, but it's so important that they know what they get from you, that they know you are going to have their back and you are going to work them as hard as possible So get your competitive juices flowing. Good luck, and I hope you go and really be picky and detailed with your groups. Thanks for listening to Anything But Routine. If you like the podcast, subscribe and give us a rating. We'll see you next time.